Hello and welcome. I'm Tara, the founder of Raising Resilient Children, where I support parents and educators with tools and skills for feelings, kindness, and everyday mental well-being, also known as social-emotional skills and empathy. As a longtime educator, former preschool owner, and parent, I know that there is no cookie-cutter approach to raising children, and information can be overwhelming. Let's tackle some of this by having some important conversations and digging into some different topics. Okay, what about the worries and the what ifs? In almost every conversation I have with parents, at some point, we're going to talk about worries and what ifs. Whether it's your worries or your child's worries, the topic always comes up and quite often indirectly. But guess what? We all have them and they shape our thoughts, decisions, and actions. At times, the weight of them can feel really unmanageable. And other times, it's a careful reminder to proceed with caution or a way to focus on a world of possibility. This is one of the reasons I love Emily Kilgore's picture book, The What Ifs. She highlights how sometimes those what if thoughts can really bog us down. But there are also what ifs that are full of possibility. As an extension to the what-if conversation I have with parents, there is usually a question about how can we help our children to be stronger, be braver, be more courageous? How can we help them overcome their worry and what-if thoughts? Here's the thing. Before we can build skills for taking risks in the face of our worry thoughts, we need to know we are having those worry thoughts and what they are telling us. Not all worry thoughts are created equal. We also need to take a step back and ask ourselves if we are wanting our children to tackle a challenge that they're not quite ready for or might not be developmentally appropriate. In my blog, Books for Building a Feelings Vocabulary, I talk about how helping children build their emotions words doesn't give them those feelings. It gives them language for them. A lot of people worry that if they introduce tricky or uncomfortable topics to children, that they are going to give them an idea for something that they didn't already know, or that they're sharing something with them that they should be protecting them from. Here's the thing. Children internalize a lot of things because they hear and see them, and then they think it's not okay to talk about them because when we avoid talking about things that we think we're protecting them from, what they're actually learning is... We don't talk about these things. This is not okay. Most of the parents I work with aren't aiming for this, but it's happening because we think they can't handle it or won't understand. Having worked with young children for a really long time, I can tell you there is an age-appropriate way to have almost any conversation and avoidance is probably not having the impact that you're hoping for. In fact, likely the opposite. One thing that happens is that they think they are weird or unusual. In the case of worries and what ifs, they might believe they're the only ones who have those types of feelings. When you and I both know, everyone has them. The other thing that happens as they grow up, they will find their information in spaces and places that likely aren't supporting them with the tools that they need. So in the case of worries and what ifs, it's important to know that you can't give your child worries by talking about them or teaching them about them because guess what? they're already there. Instead, what you can give them is a way to identify them and some tools for managing them. So how do we do that? I have a three-step process that I'm going to share with you. Step one, we have to identify our worries. That means we got to name them. That means you're going to do exactly what I just did with you. Share that we all have worries. 
Talk about them, describe them, identify them. Find a time and space in the day where worry thoughts aren't at an all-time high because our brains aren't open to learning when we're in this headspace. This is something I talk a lot about in my program, Building Resilience Through Kindness. It's important to find spaces of calm and connection to build our child's social emotional skills. In tricky moments, we're in dino brain and not open to learning or growing. We're just trying to get through that moment. I'm going to give you an example of some language. Hey, I wanted to tell you something. Did you know that everyone has worries? Me, grandma, our neighbor, your friend at school. I encourage you to be really specific. List people that they know and include someone they look up to. Maybe someone famous, a musician or an actor. Did you know that sometimes our worries can be really tricky and other times they can be really helpful? So that's how we start to introduce the idea that everybody has worries. We state it. You have to do this more than once for it to start to be effective. Now, step two, we need to learn about worries. We need to understand them. I recommend you support your conversation with a picture book. Picture books take off the pressure of the conversation and they give you visuals to make connections. A really important part of helping children understand their worries is helping them identify what worries are for them and how those worries are affecting their minds and bodies. Quite often, children have worries, but without the language or tools, they don't really know what's wrong. So when you ask, what's wrong? The reason they can't tell you is because they don't know or they think that if they share it, it's not okay. For some really great books to support you, check out my blog on books for talking to children about what ifs and worries in the show notes. Step three, now we got to build some tools for worries. We can identify them. We are learning about them and how important they are to guiding us both for the not so great moments and the possibilities moments. Now we need some tools for them. One of the most effective tools for worries and what ifs, aka anxiety, is breathing. In order for breathing to be effective, we need to practice it. With children, it's really important to create a routine around breathing and make it fun and engaging. If you are busy and you don't know when you'll find the time to do this, one of the best ways to practice breathing is at night before going to sleep. Make it part of your bedtime routine. This not only teaches your child about breathing for calm, it also is a useful tool tool for preparing to sleep. Another great place for young children is as part of your bath time routine, right? Blowing bubbles and that kind of things. One of the things that we do as caring adults is try to make our children breathe in difficult moments. And we never ask them to do it at any other point. As you can imagine, this creates a relationship around breathing where children are only asked to breathe when things aren't okay. This doesn't really lend itself to breathing for calm. This more lends itself to, I'm not doing okay and my parent is telling me to breathe. I'm not okay and stop telling me what to do. Unfortunately, that means the breathing tool doesn't work and quite often actually backfires. This goes back to my comment about dino brain. In tricky moments, we can't use tools we haven't practiced in non-tricky moments. This is why building a routine for breathing is important. As a side note, breathing doesn't have to be mundane or boring. You can make it fun. Teaching children to breathe isn't about the perfect belly breath at the beginning. It's about creating a habit. Building the skills takes some time. This is something else I teach in my program because I've asked a lot of kids why they don't like breathing. And many of them say, it's boring. In other words, I don't see the value in this, so I don't want to do it. 
this is where this three steps for building skills and tools for worries and what ifs is so beneficial. We got to identify our worries and what ifs. Step one. Step two, we got to learn about worries and what ifs. Three, we need to understand that worries and what ifs sometimes need tools. And one of those tools is breathing. Aha. Now we are more invested in learning and practicing breathing. Thanks so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe so you will be notified when future episodes launch and share this episode with friends or colleagues you think might enjoy it. For information on how to connect with me, you can check out the show notes or you can find me on Instagram at Raising Resilient Children. Until next time, thanks again for listening.